Welcome to Homegrown History with Limestone County archivist Rebecca Davis and longtime Athens, Alabama native Richard Martin. Each episode, Richard and Rebecca bring to life some of the famous and infamous stories etched in Limestone County's rich history. Welcome back to Homegrown History. I'm Rebecca Davis, the archivist at the Limestone County Archives, and I'm here with my co-host... Richard Martin, the oldest one here. That's right. And we're a couple homegrown folks talking about homegrown history in Limestone County. And today we have a special treat. We have some guests back with us here that um, are going to talk to us a little bit about the history of one of our favorite Limestone County slash Giles County slash Madison County slash Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln County uh, communities, and if you don't already know by that description, we're going to talk about Ardmore today, aka Austin. And uh, so, with us here, if you guys will introduce yourselves, please. I'm David Walker, not a native, but I've been around for a long, long time. I grew up in Spook Hollow, just north of Ardmore in Giles County, and uh, always been fascinated by history. And Ardmore is definitely a very interesting place to study. That's right. And? And my name is Ronnie Corneliuson. I live on Thatch Road all my life. Uh, that's six miles south of the burbs of Ardmore. Uh, <laughs> my dad moved up here in 1950 to be an agricultural teacher. So that's when our family uh, got introduced to Ardmore, and we've been up there ever since. All right. Good deal. And we want to talk a little bit about how uh, Ardmore came to be, the booming metropolis that it is today, and how and where and who it got its start. So, uh, so let's get started back at the beginning. So now I know in our episode about the Trilliteers, you all called Ardmore the Barons. Now, if you talk to teenagers back when I was growing up, they used to call it the Barons too because they said there was nothing to do other than drive up and down from one end of Main Street to the 100, other. 100,000 miles between Byright and Winway. That's <laughs> right. Now, they still kind of cruise the strip in Ardmore, don't they? Or has that kind of been cut out like the square was in Athens? It's kind of been cut out. It's, yeah. it's too crowded. Too, too many people passing through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very, very busy now. <laughs> Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. <laughs> well, it's too crowded because they got liquor and lottery that's right and if y'all don't know there is more to our more than just where you could go to get liquor and lottery but we're getting ahead of ourselves ronnie how about you um tell us a little bit about first of all what your interest is in Ardmore, how come you've been studying the history for some years, and then let's talk a little bit about what you've learned. Like I said, I've done research on the Beeline Highway and why Ardmore. But tell us what the Beeline Highway that is. That was the major route in the early 1900s where they were trying to get people from the, the Great Lakes to the Gulf and what they call Beeline. It wasn't as straight as an interstate, but, but it right. was the now quickest was, route. Was that part of the Better Roads campaign? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. And there was a big political push. Huntsville wanted it, but the route went through uh, northern Limestone County. And Alex Austin, he was a business person, uh, and he was in Elkton, Tennessee at mm-hmm. the time. And Alex was already had an established business in Elkton. Elkton had the Elk River. And sure. at that time, it was a, a travelable, you know, they had trade coming up down the river and it had roads going to it but it didn't have a railroad but anyway when lnn decided to do a new railroad now elmont already had a railroad okay mm-hmm. but you had aspen hill which right. is a hill and there was tunnel there right that's right and they were having trouble with the, and sure. so they said Look, we're going to get a new shorter route and unfortunately, that hurt Elmont over the years because now they don't have that railroad track. But but I'm going to interject with you there. Okay. You might recognize where that railroad went through because there's a trail there. It's called the Richard Martin Rails to Trails yes. after my one and only co-host right here, Richard Martin. But get on my porch and come up there and we'll talk. That's right. Okay. Now, I'm going to brag on Richard a little That's bit. 
he was very instrumental in getting that old Elkmont line that had been banded turned into Rails to Trails that takes you all the way up to Vito, which we'll have to talk about on another day. But if they had not made the railroad track from Athens through Ardmore up there, then the railroad track would still be going through there. Okay, but... During that time, I'm Alex, the train. we yeah. are here by the train. You're gonna hear it at some point. Alex, Alex, <laughs> that was good timing, wasn't it? Alex Austin moved. Uh, he bought some property there in Ardmore on the Tennessee side and Alabama side, and he put a trading post right there. Right. And fortunately, the railroad track was built, and they put a depot up there. So we got a depot, we got a major road, and we got a hotel up there. Elmont so the Beeline Highway followed what is now Highway 251, correct? Right. Back in those days, they had 1900s. They had what they called pathfinders. These were the affluent people who had vehicles, and they would drive routes, and people would cater to them. Y'all, they would have parties for them, trying to lure these people, and they would go back and report, and this is how this road came about. You know, luckily, Ardmore had the main route. At that time, Huntsville didn't have a main route. So why did they pick Ardmore? Why did they run that main route through Ardmore? The road was already there because of... The Trail of Tears, Elmont Springs, Woolly Springs, there was already roads there. Okay, and now this is something we talked about in a previous episode as well, is Woolly Springs, because Joel Woolley was one who found this sulfur spring and established that hotel there, and it became a very popular resort, didn't it? It brought people from miles around. Well, yeah, but it it was a nice resort, but the big one was Elmont Springs in Ardmore. It was a elaborate. Which is a little confusing. It was Elmont Springs, but it was in Ardmore. But at the time, it was not in Ardmore. Ardmore was not there. Right. It was just Elmont Springs. But anyway, the route was already there. So these pathfinders luckily went through Ardmore and went south to Athens, okay? Mm-hmm. And then that's the 31 Highway. But in 1958, interstate, that was the biggest bypass of Ardmore, okay? It was I-65. It, it opened up in 1958, and it bypassed Athens. But right. luckily, Athens is close enough to the interstate to sure. benefit off the and. Unfortunately, Ardmore has not yet decided to go out to the right. interstate and try to use that part of revenue. But that's that's another story. <laughs> but uh, that's how Ardmore got formed. We had some businessmen like uh, Alex Austin. We had the the Whites, A.B. White. Uh, I own a, an old 1930s building up there. It's a wedding venue now. But that's where a Chevrolet car dealership in 1930 oh, wow. was, was built. But then we had several buildings that was built in the early 1900s mm-hmm. that, that are still up there. But then toward the 40s and 50s, there was a route from Huntsville to Ardmore, the 53 Highway. Sure. But unfortunately, it was developed real late. Now it's a straight route. But right now, Ardmore is surviving on that route. Mm-hmm. If you'll notice the traffic, it's the quickest route from Nashville to Huntsville. But that's kind of how Ardmore was formed, is to, you know, the railroad track. And so it's the, been all about transportation from the beginning. Huh? Road, 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 So road. one thing that I always run into, people want to try to say, when was Ardmore founded? Well, it kind of depends on who you ask and what you want to know, right? So tell us about when Austin came, because it was actually named Austin right. originally, right? Yes, there, I found, wasn't a, there I a found post a post office there? Or well, Austin? Woolly Springs had a post office. Okay. Sand Springs had a post office. Yes. There was community there, y'all. So why did Austin decide, because as we you know, kind of alluded to in the beginning, the town of Ardmore straddles two states. Alabama and Tennessee, you got Ardmore. And there's actually two towns there, town councils and so on, right? Right. right? And then it's it's across four counties. 
Um, what made Alex Austin decide, you think, to establish a town right there with one foot in one state and one in the other? Well, this is my theory, okay? His original store was at the dead end of 30, what we call, right there at the overpass. Okay, so it was on the Alabama on the side. Ten, no, it was on the Tennessee side. Oh, it was side. on the Tennessee side, okay. It's where the old hardware is now. It, okay. Uh, but it was where the road was going to intersect. It was the road okay. from Woolly Springs Hotel to Elmont Springs and the railroad track. He anticipated the railroad coming through at that He had some inside knowledge. Yeah. One of the major geographical features is the ravine that begins in Ardmore and proceeds northward into Spook Hollow, where I grew up. And that is the most natural slope that a railroad could follow anywhere in the area. It's right. The, the very best slope. It's a wonder that they didn't put the railroad in the 1850s along that slope. Sure. But Alex Austin, he, he knew it had to come this way because that's the most logical path. Right. And if you'll notice the railroad going through Ardmore, uh, especially from around Thatch Road north, it's all elevated. Why? It was a swamp. Yes. So uh-huh. if you'll go right there by the high school, if you'll look at the railroad, they're 10 foot above anything. Right. It's very wet there. But uh, it's the railroad track, and the road was already there, a main road. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, it's a good place. Sure. Yeah. So he came in the early 1900s, and the railroad came through about, what, 1911? Isn't well, that right? He was up there around 1910, 1911. The railroad finally got built, I think, 1914, okay. something like yeah. that. But, and it was called the Lewisburg Cutoff, right? Right. But, you know, he he had some political, uh, very, very, very smart man. I, I, he's the real deal because uh, he had a nice place up at Elton. He wanted the railroad to go through Elton. Yeah. And he was involved in a lot of uh, meetings up in Tennessee with the railroad companies. Mm-hmm. So he knew, but why would you go buy a piece of swamp and put a trading post? But you know, there, there was people in that area at the mm-hmm. time. They had stores, well, you know, because it was a travel road, stagecoach road. Well, and a lot of those folks that had stores and different businesses up there, you might recognize those names today, wouldn't you? Oh, what yes. were some of those early names? Oh, uh, the Whites. Uh, well, the Magnusons were up the there. The Magnusons. Uh, yeah, it was Magnusons. Well, yeah. the Smiths. Yes, and a lot of the German, uh, you know, around Germantown, and, sure. you know, the names, uh, they're still around. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, the oldest building I think we've got up there right now, standing space in the railroad track, unfortunately, the depot. It got built in 1915, 1916, something like that. But trade just didn't come, and they finally it closed it down in the, in the 50s and 60s. But the railroad, which is my, it's kind of ironic because my understanding is the depot is kind of what ended up causing the town to get a different name, right? I found one map mm-hmm. that had Austin. So in 1914. Yeah. Uh, you know, the story, everybody has stories. I've been trying to find facts, but they built a depot and they had a, a train car sitting there, I think. And I think the railroad must have called it Ardmore and had to do with, uh, you know, you had Ardmore, Oklahoma. You got mm-hmm. a big railroad town. I think Ardmore means elevation or highest point or something like oh, okay. that. There's several names, but somehow or another, Ardmore got. And I'm sure Alex Austin would have still liked to have been Austin, but <laughs> something got overruled and it ended up being Ardmore, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's Ardmore, Tennessee, Ardmore, Alabama. But and it was incorporated in about, what, 1922, something like that? I think Alabama <laughs> got incorporated before Tennessee, in, in a sense, but there, there's some discussion. It don't really matter, I don't guess. I hadn't really found any really major documents, you know, trying to justify all Why that. was the school in Alabama? Well, it's because of fluent people in, you know, and unfortunately there was an incident in Ardmore in, uh, I think it's in the uh, 1920s where uh, a man got shot in town because of where the school was located. 
And How, tell us about that. Like, what what brought that on? Uh, there was, was like two that? brothers who, uh, you know, I've got the newspaper articles and everything, but uh, Badge Witt was the guy's name. He's buried in Gatlin Cemetery, and he died with about five slugs in his body. The newspaper report had the Merrill brothers, which is a fluent family up mm-hmm. in Tennessee. It was over the location of the school, but... It may have been more to it. I don't so, know. So, because one of them wanted it in Tennessee, well, one of them wanted it in Alabama? No, I know one thing. They had a shootout. Badge didn't have a gun, and the two brothers did, but he didn't kill him. He, he lived with those slugs for a long time. But that happened in Ardmore. But Elkmont Springs had a school. Mm-hmm. But then Ardmore, Alabama, built a school. So, you know, everything has to do with politics. And, of course. And people who got the pull and the money. And Now, when was the Ardmore school established on the Alabama side? In the early 20s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so not long after yeah, 15 the 15 or 1917. Right, right. Okay. That a school needed to be there, you know. And, and, yeah. And you know, we had schools at Woolly Springs. Oh, sure. We had schools at Oak Grove, which is the Germantown area on Thatch Road. We had Smyrna School was in uh, Spook Hollow. We yeah. had a school right off the, uh, uh, the Trail of Tears. Yeah. Road School. Oh. R-H-O-A-D-S. Okay. It so was, somebody could be a Rhodes Scholar up there, huh? Right, right. <laughs> but back in those days, there was probably 50 to 60 schools, but... Due to the railroad, due to the depot, due to the main route going through, new buildings were erected, and it was a thriving business. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the bypass. So the 65 bypass is really what kind of uh, dried it up for a little while? I don't think it, I don't think it dried it up. Well, but it kind of changed it. About the time they put the interstate in, they also put in the Herman Nelson Highway or Highway 53. Yes. Okay. But uh, 53, there just wasn't a whole lot of traffic between Huntsville and Ardmore at that time. Sure. It had been planned to be a four-lane road to Ardmore, but uh, the folks on the planning commission said, nobody will ever live up there. <laughs> but yeah. Ardmore's always had a reputation of the beer joints, okay? We used to have... What, Tell us about, about that. And I was just telling them earlier... Wait, Richard, y'all didn't see this, but Richard just raised his hand. Yeah, I bet you he might have a he knows about a, He knows an uncle who went there, right? The only time you went up there is to try to find one of your kinfolk. That's right. But I lost him at Ardmore Blue Spot. It's just a good place to go get a beer and have a dance. And, you, and here, here's the thing about it. Prohibition. You sure. always hear about prohibition, okay? Yeah. It's, it's when the federal government says, you can't drink alcohol. Guess right. what? The bootleggers got rich and the politicians sure got enough. rich. And even yep. some of our presidents got rich. Oh, know, yeah. Because their families were bootleggers. But in 1930, I think, is when they said prohibition, we're, we're doing away with it. But guess what? Alabama's dry. Tennessee was dry at the time. Kentucky, I, I found an article in 1930 where there were several, several trucks on the Kentucky state line waiting at midnight to come into Ardmore, Tennessee, Beer Line Highway. Beer Line Highway. That's already, fantastic. They, this is people who are run business. <laughs> we know Alabama's going to be backward again a little bit. It's going to be dry. Everybody from Coleman, Birmingham, uh-huh. were coming to Ardmore in 1930. Oh, well, now, I know those Coleman Germans were, because I come from the Coleman Germans. <laughs> this is a little sideways, but they had to, They probably did have to get their beer from Ardmore. When Colonel Coleman established that town, he made the streets extra wide so two beer wagons could pass right. without t- bumping into each we'll see, other. We'll see so the, they, if they weren't going to get it legally, you know them well, Coleman Germans history. had to get it illegally. Bootleggers. They would come up here and load their cars. And guess what? We had a major highway going yep. right to Coleman. And, Beer line and, highway. And my assumption, if you're going to drive four or five hours or two hours to come up and get a beer, you're going to fight. And, and Ardmore got a bad reputation from the 30s on up into the 50s. Because why? Uh, Athens wasn't wet at that time. Madison wasn't, you know, Hartsel wasn't wet. 
people were coming to Ardmore, uh-huh. Tennessee to get the beer. And the bootleggers were coming up there to get the beer back in in Alabama. That's just, that's fact. And we got a bad, bad replica. Sin City, uh, wasn't it? 31 Blue Spot used to be called the Bloody Bucket, okay? <laughs> wow. And because, you know, and that's back when they had uh, segregation. They had a sure. place for yeah. whites and had a place for black. And well, it was just a... I remember finding out about, when you talk about segregation, uh, interesting story I never knew about Limestone County until the past couple of years is Ardmore's connection to the Freedom Riders. Are you familiar with that? Uh, mm-hmm. They have reconstructed a bus. The Freedom Riders back in the 1961, sure. that's when uh, they were loading up buses with white and black students. Yep. And they were right pro- the protesting peacefully, but it really got bad. Birmingham was the well, worst. Yeah. Bull Connor was the sheriff down there, and he uh, he locked up a bunch of Lipscomb, I think, yes. Tennessee. They started singing hymns in the jail. So they said late at night in 1961, he loaded them in cars. It took them three or four hours to get from Birmingham, dropped them off on Ardmore and told them to get back over in Tennessee and don't ever come back. Right. But they end up back in Birmingham. But it's in the history in 1961 where a load of protesters got dumped off in yep. Ardmore. Now, did they, seems like I remember reading something, you know, because the local papers here, Talked about that too. And at the time, the two big papers, the Limestone Democrat and Alabama Courier, were white run and very pro segregation. But I remember reading something about maybe even just dumped them out in a field up there in Ardmore and well, told I mean, them, you know, find your way back north well, or something like that. Remember, we had a bus station yeah. and we had a, a train station. But I guess it'd been against the law for him to cross the state line. Ah. So that was the furthest point, 31 <laughs> Highway, right to the state line. And I found another article where he might have. Got lost and might have got in Tennessee a little bit. About, but he, I guess by law, mm-hmm. he, he was legally dump them off right there, get back over there, okay? Mm-hmm. And they said, we'll be back. And they end up back in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. turned right back around and, and came back south and said, no, we're going to keep on riding. If you've ever been to the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute, they have a bus there that has the bullet holes in it. You know, I don't, I don't think it's the actual original book, you know, but it, because in Aniston, I mean, it they was shot up and bombed and burned and they're working on, it, yeah, a whole series about the Freedom Riders right. and, the, and coming through Alabama. And, it's a yeah, good thing to go to some vibe. documentaries and see the, the history of the civil rights movement and, you know, what they did to these buses mm-hmm. and these kids, but uh, uh, turned out to be peaceful protesters, but they put up some things that I don't think I could put up with. Right, right. Ardmore, though, has turned out to be a beautiful community. Y'all, we got a school. Students from Giles County actually go to Ardmore still, don't well, they? Well, see, you know, here recently they had to, they got to pay tuition now, okay? Uh-huh. But, and they thought that was a new thing happening. But I, I found articles in 1930s okay. where this was an issue. People crossed the lines. But they worked out a deal. If you live on the Tennessee side, and I think now the schools have laxed a whole lot. I think you can go just about any school you want to if you got if you pay for it. And the tax money that we're putting into their students, they got to pay for it. So, sure. So and, and it's worked out pretty good. Okay. Right. So, so it is a unique situation though, where you've got students from Tennessee who are attending high school in Alabama. Well, see, we call it Ardmore. We don't right. call it Ardmore, Alabama. Well, we, we we got the same situation in Madison right now, where you got uh, James Clemens is in Limestone yeah. County, and it, you know it's it's a big sure. political tax nightmare if you deal with one city council. It's bad enough. We got to deal with two, mm-hmm. but but they they worked out some things. We've had split ups in the 
in the police department yes. where he had police on one side. Oh, tell us about y'all's uh, police chief who's gone now, who was chief forever Doc and Oliver. ever. Tell us about Doc Oliver. Doc Oliver was a unique individual. He was police chief for about 100 uh, years, wasn't he? 1982 was the first year, I think. And everybody right. knew old Doc, he doing all white. I forgot about that. You know, I used to work at the paper. We'd call up there to see what was going on up at Armour. Well, he had a pretty thick um, speech impediment. Right. But don't let that fool you. Oh, Doc. Doc knew his stuff. Yeah. And and, and Doc was very well respected. I'm, you know, I, I know everybody's got their pros and cons. You know, if you got caught, the Doc You was probably lying. didn't like it. But, uh, but, but. Overall, it's worked out pretty good. You know, fortunately, we're not a speed trap like some of these towns. Right. I hope we don't ever get to that point. Right. But it's very, very complicated, very unique town. And it was just developed, like you said, because the route came through Ardmore. Okay? Right. Now, of course, I grew up in the Church of Christ, so we weren't crossing the state lines for, um, you know, 40s and scratch-offs. But I'll tell you what we did used to cross the state lines when my grandparents for was cheese. Ardmore Cheese So the Ardmore Cheese Company was still in business when I was a kid. And you talk about smoky cheddar. Oh, my goodness. We'd go up there and we'd get some cheese. And do you remember the – tell me a little bit about the cheese factory. The cheese plant, it was up there, I think, in the 40s and 50s. Was it called Avalon? Well, it it, it changed names. It was several several owners, but uh, Mm – the dairy farmers would have their milk buckets out there, and they would pick up the milk buckets, go up there, and, and we made our own cheese for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and it was a, a, a award-winning cheese. That was good cheese. I but remember. eventually, the dairies, you know, it's kind of like farming now. The big farmers yeah. rooted out the small farmers. Now you don't have as many dairies. But it, it stayed open selling cheese that wasn't made in Ardmore. Mm-hmm. Okay? And my mama, you know, before she passed away every Christmas, she'd make me go up there and buy you know, cheese for people's gifts. Yeah. As long as it had Ardmore cheese on this label. But right. it, it, at that time, it wasn't made in Ardmore. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just like a lot of the old factories and stuff. It finally closed down making cheese, but it, it created a lot of jobs for a lot of people up there. Sure. Yeah, my my mom's parents would come from Birmingham to buy cheese. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, they would drive from Birmingham all the way up to buy cheese at Ardmore. Oh, my grandparents would come up from Decatur. And take us up there. So in all your years of living there and studying the history, too, and learning about your hometown, are there some things that you, maybe one or two tidbits of history or scandalous stories that you just love to tell people to uh, about your town? Oh, I see y'all shaking your head. Some of y'all, maybe y'all don't want to tell me the scandalous stories that involve yourselves, well, huh? I know there's one uh <laughs> it, had, it had to do with a taxi driver in, in Athens. And Athens has articles. I've seen some articles where people have wrote about it. They killed a guy in a taxi cab. And yep. the names right now, I don't have my notes in front of them. But they end up dumping the body down there next to Piney Creek on 251. Yeah, you know, Jerry Barksdale wrote an article about yes. that. And it, there's a song written about it. Oh, it yeah. talks about where the grass don't grow. Yes, yes. Because supposedly in that spot where they dump the guy's body, the grass doesn't grow still, still to this day. Well, anyway, they end up in Ardmore. And the Inman guy who witnessed the guy sitting beside him got shot. It was his mm-hmm. buddy. Just took a ride with him. Anyway, two guys escaped. Just got out of the taxi cab and ran. I think they end up in up north somewhere. One of them got killed in a railroad yard up there in a shootout with the security. But anyway, they found the guy in Huntsville that they thought killed the guy. Well, actually, he said it was my buddy who killed him. I got it. Go. I had to look it up. Kirby Cole. Kirby Cole. There's the Ballad of Kirby Cole. But the Ballad of Kirby Cole is a song that was right. written about this murder. Well, where this he is was, not over, though. But yeah, the, the one who they 1921. Were, right. And the one who they finally got put in jail, he went to trial, and it was a very elaborate 
mm-hmm. no big, big trial in Limestone County. But anyway, they sentenced to hang, and they had him in a jail cell. They were building the scaffolding right behind his jail cell where he could see it, yeah. you know, where they were going to hang him. Well, guess what? We got one of these governors who uh, the day before the hanging reprieved him. Oh, wow, yeah. And this guy was going to be a model citizen. I think he ended up out of jail. I I think he ended up either hurting somebody or doing something illegal, and he got put back in jail, and I think he died in jail. But uh, it was a big thing back then. Yeah, I I was just reading what Jerry uh, wrote about it a couple years ago. He said that uh, his daddy knew all about this because it was his daddy's first cousin, Junus Inman. Everybody called him June, that ran the taxi. And he asked Kirby to accompany him while he was taking... Tom Wilson to the gin, up to the gym. Clement Gin Road. Clement Gin Road. That's exactly Which right. Is, and all of a sudden, Wilson just shot Kirby Cole in the head and robbed him of 30, 15 cents. Yeah. 15 cents. And then threw his body out the side of the road. Bushes died, never came back. And um, when they got up there to the gas station, that's when June Inman got up and ran behind the counter. His dad said he was slobbering like a mad dog. Scared to death because you'd seen his. And friend. that was at White Motor. That's why I got yeah. involved because that's the building I bought. They had a gas pump out front. And a bunch of men sitting around playing checkers and they come in there and that's, that's part right. of history. That's right. So um, I know we, we're going to wrap it on up here in a minute, but one of the things I do want to mention is for anybody who wants to learn more about Ardmore history, the Ardmore Library has a nice history room and archives. Marilyn Collins, who recently retired, um, she helped establish that. And now um, Nicole Tucker is up at the Ardmore Archives. And so if you want to learn more, they have a wonderful collection of photos. And uh, Loretta Ekes has written a lot over the years. So there's a whole lot that you can learn. Ardmore is just a really unique town. And it's and it's always it really always has been, hasn't it? Yes, yes. All right, was there anything else that you kind of want to mention about Armour history before we sign off for the day? No, there's, like I said, that's the bad, but there's a lot of good. The interesting thing is, throughout popular culture today, there are little tidbits, things that happened in Ardmore that are celebrated in music. Well, now, wait a minute. Didn't Jesse James and James Brothers stay up in Ardmore? Was that in Elkmont? Man, nothing about that. I hear I hear this all the time, that they stay somewhere around Well, you hear here. a lot of things. That's why I, I, I do a lot of research in newspaper trying to find fact before yeah. I, you know, but, but Kirby Cole, the murder was fact. Well, guys, I sure appreciate y'all joining us again and telling us a little bit more about your hometown. We may have to bring y'all back for some more stories one of these days, but I sure appreciate you. it. And y'all keep staying tuned for Homegrown History, and we'll be back with another story. I'm Rebecca. I'm Richard. Signing off. One cold November evening when three of us young men We left the city of Athens Hardbound for Clemens Gin You've been listening to Homegrown History presented by the Athens Limestone County Public Library and the Limestone County Archives in Athens, Alabama. Three miles from Athens we murdered Kirby Cole. For more we information and to submit questions or suggestions for our history podcast, please visit limestonearchives.com. We examined Kirby to be sure that he had died. And to hear other recordings from our Library Voices series, check out our website at alcpl.org. You can also listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And there laid his remains. 
On the 28th day of July, was condemned to die for the murder of Kirby Cole upon a scaffold high. Come all you reckless boys, wherever you may stroll, and listen to the story that Tommy Wilson told.